0: but Dante told police that he witnessed everything and saw the nun get shot in her forehead and fall face up. Jeez. Mark Nunes confessed on the following day. This is now 24 hours later from when he, when they picked him up on September 13th, crying the majority of the time and telling police, yes, we, we shot them. We shot them. Leo Bruce was the next person to fall in line by this time. Of his confession, Leo had been awake for over 38 hours. Jeez, dude. Hi <laughs> guys, welcome back to the Bolt-Off with B. Jim Podcast. Guess what, motherfucker? Some of the information you are about to hear, some may find disturbing. I don't know who gave them this or who gave them the clearance. On the crutch. Oh, my lord. Right there. Can we Google that?
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. And then I oh. fucking stumbled down a dark hole. And I love it. It's- Great cake parties. You know, if I'm gonna believe anybody's bullshit, I'm gonna believe mine. It sounds uh, not politically correct, but. You two motherfuckers need Jesus.
0: What is up, boners? We are back.
2: Hey, Episode. what's up?
0: There he is. The fucking Eric Andre lookalike. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are here doing episode 51 this is the nine murdered monks and we have a special guests with us izzy diaz of ideas media how's everything going, sir? Hey, what up ideas media ideas Bring media it it been live. <laughs> i know we are we are gonna do that soon i promise i promise i promise we're gonna i want to do it i've been talking about doing a live show for i don't even know how long how how long now but I do want want to do one. So that was we intro? are your hosts. I'm Bo. a <laughs> <I'm>
1: Big Jim. <laughs>
0: yeah, this this Big episode, we, taco. we talk about uh, nine murdered monks. This is a pretty trippy story. A story in Arizona. One that this guy doesn't know anything about. So, even though he
1: lived there and went to high school with somebody that might be involved in the story.
0: Very true. What? <laughs>
2: Yeah. So it's you and it's in high school. The high school yes. I went could to could have been. Could have been. Think so. Possibly. Possibly. Wow. Possibly. Hey, you guys are keeping me on my toes. You guys. So I got to tell you, little Jim told me, "Hey, you're intrigued." You might know. You may not know. And so I've been waiting. So they're they're, they're keeping me suspense. You got to watch this watch this episode because follow along with me as we find out. Uh,
0: before we get started, though, please everyone go check out our flow page. That's flow.page slash btwbj all of our links are there i'll actually be linking in this episode both in in the description of youtube and on spotify and everything else all of your links sir uh because you do video photography video cinema videography videography yeah there we go see i i I got it right i'll be putting your links down below sir i'll be showing you some love as, as well please go check out all of his stuff very, very good work. If you couldn't tell by the damn camera that he's using right now, fucking blew our shit out of the water. Yeah. Um, yeah. This story is, is about a murder that took place close to where you went to high school. Uh, it took place. I doubt that, that, you know, anybody that actually went there or that, that wasn't, was involved in this because it was at a, a Buddhist temple,
2: but. Oh my gosh. I what? think I know.
0: <laughs> but ironically i actually went to this temple uh with my ex-girlfriend back in Ar- arizona so that was a shock to me during during this whole research listen everyone uh thank you for tuning in please be sure to check out his links check out our links and uh, i hope everybody enjoys the episode
1: enjoy the episode enjoy the episode, enjoy, everybody. The episode da, da, everybody. Da, da. enjoy the episode
0: Good. so the only hint that i gave you guys for for this little story that i'm about to tell is that it was based in and i actually messed it up it was the early 90s not late 90s early 90s in arizona so for those who are just listening i have the arizona state flag behind me az represents 602 623 what's up whoop whoop, whoop whoop now has any of you heard about the worst massacre in arizona history no 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 this was the worst massacre in Arizona history. Many believed that it was the either the KKK, or the Bloods, or even local community local community members who were the suspects. There were nine victims. All of them were from the. This is going to be very difficult, so please bear bear with me. Wat pram Prom Kunaram Buddhist Temple.
2: Oh, bro! Oh, dude!
1: Okay, sorry. How, a, how how old were you when that happened? I, I've seen the story.
0: I'm assuming was, uh, you've heard the story.
2: <laughs> yeah, because I actually worked with a brother who's who um, he found out the next day that there was that massacre. I actually used to do work down the road, literally right next door to that house. I don't even know where it's at. Uh,
0: this is gonna be the Wat Pram Khun Aram Buddhist Temple Massacre. But the question is, is who would kill people who don't even believe in violence and are taught themselves to be aware of what they feel, what they think, and what to do. I mean, literally, their core beliefs are the right values and attitude, having uh, to have compassion rather than selfishness. So these were the victims who were all killed. There was the Abbot, or the administrator of the temple, who was Peruch, Kan Throng, and five monks, Sharicha Anut, Anutro, Butchawi, Chayirach, Charlem, Chating, Ch- Chattingham,
2: oh
0: Jingao, <laughs> and Samsak, <laughs> and Samsak Sopa. Those, those, <laughs> those.
1: And the I'll last make, guy's name. Uh, two Nate. of those with uh, yeah. uh,
0: Dr Pepper. <laughs> so those were the five monks. The nun, which was, who was 71 years old at the time, oh, was wow. Foy, uh, Foy Seer Prest, which was also odd when they found the victims because the nun was in the room with the monks. And at the time, nuns do not pray with monks. The other two victims were actually her 16-year-old nephew, who was an apprentice monk, apprentice monk. Matthew Miller and a temple employee uh, Churisak Chirupong.
1: How are you gonna have all those difficult names in Matthew? I, I don't know is, <laughs> the way
0: that these victims were found were all shot in the head execution style and their hands some of their hands were either gras, grasped behind their heads or some were some of them still had their hands in a, in a praying motion. Or in a praying, uh, this
1: <laughs> position.
0: <laughs> position. Thank you. A cook. Dis- a cook discovered them and thought that they were all sleeping, when she brought over food for an event earlier that day. Now the weapons that were involved were two weapons. One was a shotgun, and the other which was a 20 gauge shotgun and the other was a low caliber 22 rifle based off of the casing that they found what else the other part that was strange when they found some of the victims was that the victims were shot with a bird shot
1: so they were like right up against their temple to shoot them
0: oh. no no they were amateurs they were amateurs yeah were... obviously
1: with bird shot
0: right so <laughs> what and and trust me I'll, i'm this all started making a little more sense. I, I, I kind of switched up the way that I wrote it, but the way that they see this right now, as far as the investigators, when when they were called, they thought that the either a they were amateurs or someone immature had to have had to have done this. Yeah,
2: dude, it, so, it was crazy. That dude he came he came back and like I said, the dude went.
1: Well, they like survivor's remorse. Type thing,
2: he he wasn't there. It was just his family. Everybody, every one of them oh, was either his oh, brother or his uncle or a cousin. that got okay was taken out.
0: So I do want to hear more about that because I didn't see any of that in any of the articles or, or the forensic files uh, episode that I watched.
1: So he truly lost his faith in what he studied because they Man, don't.
2: I, you know, honestly, because he went into a drinking stupor too there for a while. Hey, my wife's here. And I don't know if you want to bleep that out, but because uh, she was she was there. That's again, it's truly she. We met at Albertson's and we knew the guy. So we're talking about. Remember the the mass murder at the uh, Wampum? Is you know, that they? what it was
1: called, Wampum? Uh,
2: no. Well, it's a it's well we they uh, what do you call it? They they cut it in half because obviously because of the name that he was trying to pronounce. Yeah. Uh, pronounce. Um, they call it the Wampum, uh comp- Wampum compound.
1: What's <laughs> in it over by the? Wildlife zoo? Yes. Uh, um, so yeah. here,
0: here's some crazy shit that I didn't even know until I started doing research. I fucking, I have been there. Wow. I went to How? that temple, dude, because my ex girlfriend was Thai. Oh, really? Yes. There was there was some type of celebration. I felt come. First off, I felt way out of my fucking element. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Realized that I was standing, and I was standing not where where all of this happened, but where I, where I was standing. Um, there's a particular site I'll, I'll just say, and uh, it was weird. I just felt weird the entire time that I was there. And then I did actually. I take that back. I did go inside where the murders happened, and they were doing a performance, and I felt fucking weird in there. Like it just felt off
1: to me. Did they bring it up no, like in a celebratory no. fashion with them or mourning? No. no, I'm
0: sure. I'm sure they did, but there weren't nothing that I can. Well, I mean, they
1: believe in afterlife and reincarnation, so they're right. probably.
0: So here's more of the evidence that they found. Russ Kimball of the Maricopa County Sheriff's Department was a supervisor for a 66 person task force to find the killer or killers of these monks. Now, now like I had mentioned earlier, a cook who was bringing food. For a, an event that day, found them, called 911, and noted, notified other surrounding uh, neighbors. When the sheriffs came in, and, and at the time, Sheriff Joe Arpaio was not the sheriff; it was actually Tom Ag- Agnos. Agnos. So he came in, and he's like, "Okay, we need to find these guys. Obviously, these were very significant people to be, you know." brutally murdered like this and they're peaceful who the fuck's gonna kill monks why would you kill monks during this 66 person investigation they found multiple things that they that just felt off to them one of them being rooms that were completely ransacked electronics were later to be found missing such as cameras video cameras computers and other miscellaneous items but what they also saw what, that was left behind, And what kind of made them what made them more um more alert that this was not someone who professionally did this was that there was trees that had money on them because a lot of the the buddhist monks and and thai people they would leave money at almost as like a a good fortune
1: offering
0: an offering yeah so they would leave actual like hundred dollar bills on trees or in, in the uh, palms yeah. of uh, Buddhas or, or something like that. So, I mean, literally hundreds of dollars in cash are spread around, spread around this place. Gold statues, jade statues, a safe with hundreds of thousands of dollars was left inside. But all they took were little miscellaneous items, computers, video cameras, so on and so forth. They even found that there was over 1,000 fingerprints found at The, at the, um, temple at the temple. Thank you. The other crazy thing that they found was that there was soda dumped on one of the monks computers and a fire extinguisher that was just shot off for no, for no apparent reason, no reason whatsoever. Cloth gloves were used to write on the wall. And what they found was in blood the words Bloods, B-L-O-O-D-S, carved into the wall. I take that back, sorry. They were carved into the wall, but they did find that cloth gloves were hand-printed around this area. Now, this part in particular, they thought was very suspicious because if even if it was a gang, at least it would have had some sense to take the money,
1: right? That's what they would have gone for
0: that's what they would have gone for something materialistic sure. right but this was carved into the wall like someone took a knife and carved bloods into the wall police found that very odd so what they literally did was cut that portion of the wall out put it in a crate and then shipped it out the public never knew about this it was never released to the public the news didn't know about it so on and so forth they found several prints of shoes and boots one pair of boot prints that were actually made for the snow. It was a military-style boot. They also created a hotline to try and get any kind of t- uh, tips, uh, if anybody knew this. I, police and investigators were put under the microscope after, Thailand ambas- after the Thailand ambassador flew to the temple and implored state government to solve the case. Thus, the hotline came, came about. Many people thought the KKK were involved as this as this was relatively a white uh state a red state as some would say so they thought it was racist people a lot of people also thought that one of the monks was having an affair with someone outside of the temple now again if mm-hmm. you don't know anything ab- about monks they don't have sex they're very very much like like priests they're not, they're not supposed to be within that that realm. They love themselves, and so, but they express love, you know, church, other ways. And the reason why they thought that was because during the investigation, police found several pornographic magazines and pictures
2: inside of one of the monk's desks.
1: <laughs> Wasn't very oh. celibate was it?
2: And the plot thickens, ladies and gentlemen.
0: It thickens. <laughs> Now, is he sexually depraved? Who knows? Could it be a monk that maybe did it? Don't know. I mean, you know. You know I know you know. Oh, is he, oh you no, don't know. Actually,
2: well, some of the stuff that you're saying, dude, is like, whoa, wow. Like, dude, I, I got the quick gist of what the media was throwing this stuff out to the public here. And like, really? you're right, like, if they, if they had some of the stuff that was gang-related or whatever, um, it, it they they were pretty good as far as keeping a, a lid on it so they can probably, you know, find, you know, separate the truth from reality. When you got people that call up and, hey, I have a tip, you know, oh, that's, you know, yeah, somebody that knows had, something internal.
0: They had over 10,000 tips called in.
2: Jeez. Yeah, see, and you have to sit there and sift through a rice in order to find the, the brown one. Right, no pun intended. A little bit. <laughs>
0: Thus, after this whole crazy uh, hotline thing, something else happened. They actually got one of their biggest tips since the beginning. It was a whole month later on September 12th, 1991, when a psychiatric patient by the name of Mike McGraw, who at the time was 24, gave them a tip. Now he was in a psychiatric hospital at the time of this tent, of this tip in Tucson. And if you're wondering why this person was in a psychiatric hospital, is because he failed he failed at committing suicide. So they put him on a 51 whatever the 5150 is out in Arizona, which I don't re- remember what the name of that is. I thought that was a drink, but a psych. Yeah, it is.
2: Is it, it really? is. I don't know. It sounds like a drink.
0: Yeah. Or. <laughs> Yeah, 2020.
2: Oh, me- oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I've been out of the game so long. <laughs> but that's old school. But I never touched that stuff, man. It's not good. No, nah, that's like not embalming good. yourself prematurely. It is.
0: Now, the tip. Yeah,
1: you are. The
0: tip that Mike gave, which again, they were very skeptical about this guy, especially when he was like, Yeah, I'm calling from the hospital, the psych hospital out in uh, Tucson. They're like, all right, you fucking nut job. He told them two things, or one thing that really blew blew their uh, mind, that he was, one, the getaway driver f- the night of the killings, and that they originally went there to commit robbery, not homicide. Now,
1: so they knew that they had money, but they didn't take all that?
0: This is what this guy is telling the police officers. Okay. And then – Wow, the biggest detail that he gave them was that, yeah. By the way, I I know that that blood was on was 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 on the uh, wall.
1: So he knew what the public didn't know.
0: Right. Which meant so
1: that, which meant he had to have been involved.
0: Crazy, right? So he was like, I yeah. know that I know that that blood is is on the wall. So because they hear that, they're like, how the f-? no one knows that. So immediately they fucking they they pull him from that psych hospital and they start doing they, they start questioning him. What he was able to tell police was a list of of, of names. Leo Bruce, who was 28 at, at the time, Mark Nunez, who was also Mike's cousin, who was 19 at the time, Dante Parker, 20 years old, and Victor Zarate, 28. They were the five individuals who he who Mike said did all of this who did the killings ransacked took those items and ran off with it eventually and izzy correct me if i'm wrong the news article and news articles and media outlets then dubbed them the tucson five
2: i don't remember that
1: they were from tucson they
0: were all from tucson everyone that i just named was from tucson really so they they drove to
1: phoenix to do that
0: yes the outskirts of Phoenix, which I forgot to mention, this was in Wat, uh, Waddell, yeah, Waddell, which is about 30 minutes from Buckeye. The Maricopa Sheriff's Department really fucked up. What I mean by that is they tried to get these individuals, these killers, fast. They just wanted to get the information, book them, wanted justice. They wanted justice, especially with the with the. Uh, the individual from the ambassador from Thailand coming out and really putting pressure on on them. So the first person that they interrogated was Dante Parker. They interrogated him for up to, but uh, not a, not a fully determined number up, but up to 14 hours without, without sleeping, without sleeping, uh, without any food and with very little water. Now the other fucked up part is this. When Mark gave them those names, Leo, Mark, uh, excuse me, when Mike gave them those names, Leo, Mark, Dante, and Victor, the Maricopa sheriffs went out to Tucson and got all of them in the middle of the night that same night at two AM, busted in busted in their, their, their doors, arrested them, and then brought them in for questioning. So at two AM, this guy's now being questioned. 14 hours later and he still has barely had anything to drink, anything to eat. And the reason why they interrogated him first is because he's he's the only one who had a previous record, robbery, theft and burglary.
1: But he's the one who dropped the dime on all of them, so he's
0: No, Dante. Dante was the first oh, one that that, that that they that they took in, but they questioned him first because he's the only, the only one that had a background
2: or a, a actual record. squeezed right, so Dante and then went Then
0: they went to everybody else. But Dante insisted that he has never even been to Arizona before the time of the uh, murders. He didn't know any of the other suspects that that the police were naming. And this was his actually first time in Arizona, and he's being interrogated on his first time in Arizona. Mike (laughs) McGuire, who is the psychiatric patient. Yeah. Mike was the one naming all of these people. Dante was one of the people that he had named
2: but he wasn't true Dante wasn't part of the whole
0: thing he just got brought in because he gave that name he knew who Dante was Mike knew who Dante was and he just gave out that that, that name
2: just, so they started, just because
0: just because so they started questioning him
2: Yeah man 14 hours of no food or water dude i'd become a raging maniac for sure
1: i'd fall asleep I tell him here I'm useless. Guy, shackle my ass, cause I'm nothing else is coming out of my mouth. I'm going to sleep.
0: <laughs> yeah, good good luck with that though. Yeah. So, like I said, Dante was the first person who was interrogated for 14 hours with a previous record of robbery, theft, and burglary. Police began a technique known as contaminating the witness, which is some type of technique that they actually did. I don't. Not, contaminating I don't witnesses. Yes. What he, what they ended up doing was telling Dante events that occurred, that he would then subconsciously admit to, thus making a false confession. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Leo was the next person to be uh, investigated. He was interrogated for over twelve hours, and he two denied any involvement of this whole situation. The next two that were that were interviewed and in, in, interrogated was Mark Nunez and Victor Zarate, and they, too, maintained their defense of not knowing anything about that, that night. Buddy Rake, who was Leo's attorney, said this. Police had, quote, zero evidence that tied these men to the murders, end quote. Police only pushed harder for a confession, and Dante was the first one to crack.
1: Hell, of course, after 14 hours, I'm surprised he wasn't crying.
2: Right. And he had no representation for <laughs> a lawyer? Like, you didn't – That's they They don't. They didn't have any kind of representation? Dante was the only one who did not
0: have. Leo had a, a lawyer, uh, and so did –
1: Mark, so did the cat? Tuna, did he not know he could ask for a lawyer, and then they would have stopped the interrogation? Or no? I, I'm not sure if he knew that, but oh,
2: yeah, I, I think I I'm pretty sure. And I, you know, a lot of it is based off of farce, um, police movies and whatnot. But I'm pretty sure that they, they, they do their best to try to sway you. Look, look, man, I'm your friend. Just tell me. You just just, just be, <laughs> let's be honest. We already know, but I just I just need you to be honest because you so, know you want to.
0: You know what I mean? Like and that's part of that whole contaminating the the witness part or the yeah, the witness cuz they want to get that sympathy confession from them. They want to know, can, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm the one that. that fucking did it. Even though he's sent telling them before that he d- doesn't have one. Although eventually Dante did ask for an attorney. Attorney. Thank you. If Dante did not get on board with what the police were saying, Dante would get the best deal for a plea bargain. That's what his attorney said. But Dante told police that he witnessed everything and saw the nun get shot in her forehead and fall face up. Jeez. Now, mind you, when the cook found all nine victims, all of them were face down. All of them were face down, shot in the back of the head and shot multiple multiple times around their body with with the shotgun birdshot. So, wow. so why, was,
1: why was she different?
0: He said – Dante is the only one that said that, but I'll get to why he, okay. he said that. Mark Nunes confessed on the following day – this is now 24 hours later from when he when they picked him up on September 13th – crying the majority of the uh, time and telling police, yes, we, we shot them, we shot them. They then asked the same questions. How long uh, were you guys there for? How were they shot? So on and so forth. Leo Bruce was the next person to fall in line. By this time of his confession, Leo had been awake for over 38 hours.
1: Jeez, dude.
0: <laughs> 38 hours.
2: Man. That's insane. Worked that dude over.
1: Now, Hell again, yeah.
0: much, much like the other guy, crying fucking starving thirsty hungry you know the the, the dude's deprived and so of course that crazy,
2: we're thinking we're thinking about their oh my god 30 hours oh my goodness but yet they're still justin is saying that there's there's uh seven was it eight nine people face down shot people. In the back of the head nine yeah. people
0: one of them being the six, 16 16 year old youth oh a yeah. print an, an apprentice monk Now the only person during questioning who was adamant that he was not there, and adamant that they were doing bullshit, was Victor Zarate. He maintained his innocence so much that during the investigation police found a small jade Buddha figurine in his home. When that was made public, that, that that figurine that they found as evidence was in his home, one of the temple members said oh that actually belonged to the uh, the uh uh bot the the ad- ad- administrator of the uh, temple so now they're like oh that's based off of this person who goes to the temple who has seen this before they know it belongs to this person we we got you dead dead to our rights you're fucking done even though he maintained his innocence and said i was not there i was never ever there now what's even crazier with that is there was video evidence that proved that Victor Zarate was not there even wow. though he uh, he was actually at the horse races <laughs> he, he was working at the horse races uh, cleaning the, the horse stable and it's, it's on video that he was there cl- cleaning later in the in- investigation that same member who said oh yeah that belongs to the admin that's that's his she then went on on record and stated my bad I actually made a mistake that's a different figure figurine because that buddha that they found was a part of a different religion it wasn't, ah. it wasn't even that 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 buddhist monk uh um Statue. I do remember, um, during
2: that whole investigation they had spoken about um, like they were dead set that this cat was like guilty. They had him. And then because they said they found evidence into his home like the, the the news like freaking ran with that like no other man. They freaking they ran with it. They thought they had a you know you know they're getting close to closing up the uh, the investigation and it didn't it turned out it wasn't what they what they thought.
0: No, no. it And even more e- evidence come come to find out that that low caliber uh, casing that they found because they, they found the shotgun shells which again was 20 gauge but it was birdshot. They found 17 yeah. casings of a 22 caliber rifle, which they were to, they found to be part of the Merlin firearms, which at this time um, when when all of this happened. The casing showed a small imprint from the firing pin, which was only on newer models, and this model was released in 1992. So they had to they had to go then find all of these Mer, uh, Merlin 22 rifles. So that they went to every pawn shop, went to every used gun store, and 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 got as many as they can. They got over 300 guns.
1: Gee, just to find the. A- the pin, the just, the mark, the striking pin.
0: Just to find the actual. The marker. The yeah, because every time you fire any any type of long barrel, there's a mm-hmm. certain graze of the barrel that is left on the bullet itself. So they had. So they the were head- just
2: doing that just to find the model. That's it. That they weren't. They weren't actually trying to find the weapon. That, no, they were.
0: They, you, they were trying to find the weapon because they had the bullets. They obviously had to dig the bullets out out, out of the heads. But in order to match them up, they had to test them. So when they seized all these 22 rifles, they had to then test fire them to see if those bullets that they fired matched the ones found in, inside the victim's head.
1: Okay. So they shot each one in the head twice and then they shot them with birdshot. I mean, so they,
0: they shot them with the shotguns first and then shot them in the head.
1: Okay. When but still when the, when overkill.
0: The, yeah. When the bullets didn't penetrate and kill them or the uh, shells. Yeah, they they went way over. (laughs) Now, this is um, what was said by Leo's attorney. God, I I can never say that, that word without stuttering. When I saw Mike McGraw, he was literally a mentally ill patient, and he was mentally disturbed. I mean it. If he would have confessed to the Holocaust, he could have, end quote. So this dude was just batshit fucking crazy, and everyone's listening to this batshit crazy person and everything that that he's saying.
1: Leo Bruce, just so then, the interrogation to be over,
2: right? Okay.
0: Leo Bruce, so then that, from, the,
2: that must have been the attorney's idea of trying to have credibility on this cat. Is that what they're so. trying to mark him as crazy?
0: I think so. Well, no, he actually was crazy. He was legitimately crazy. Mark Mark Mike so how McQuire, they take his
2: confession as as like with integrity
0: because that he he said that was he said well, there was blood on on the wall, which was he ev- knew
2: stuff that wasn't made public.
0: Right. So even if he was batshit crazy, he had that you know that one key piece of evidence that nobody knew about who Maybe he was telepathic. Maybe. He, he was a
2: little insane I and mean, in, in one of those guys that uh, what do you what do you call that where you take your body out and you,
1: Astro project
2: you go that's it
1: astro project
2: <laughs> astro projection
0: Leo Bruce then provided the quote smoking gun to, to the police after he asked after they asked if he owned a 22 Marlin rifle he did and his rifle was seized now he literally did own a 22 Marlin rifle. So they thought, fuck yeah, we got this guy now too. Perfect. They got it. They tested it. Shot compared bullets was not the same same rifle.
1: So he was lying making it up?
0: No, he had a rifle, but it was not the rifle used okay. for the killings. Okay. Uh, so somewhere out there there's still that 22 caliber rifle. Where? They have no fuck. Investigators returned to the confessions by Leo and the others. These, invest- these investigators, what?
2: Oh, make more for I just want to make more edits for, edit for you.
0: How dare you, <laughs> you fucker! <laughs> these confessions, however, were then were then um, uh, read by the internal affairs officers, and that same. That same supervisor? The police of the police. Yes. And Russ Kimball, who was the supervisor of this entire investigation. Now, he was the supervisor, but because, obviously, supervisors, they don't do all of the work, they have other people doing the work for them. So what he ended up doing was going back and rereading all of
2: these files from all of these guys. Does he read the transcript from... uh... What the the detective say to Yes, the what do you so call he, it? Whatever, so he's suspect the suspect. The and yeah, and he's,
0: so he's going. He's he went back and he had to literally reread all these transcripts.
2: Dude, he read fourteen hours worth of transcripts of, of one, one
0: guy. There's five other guys
2: <laughs> or
0: four 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 other guys. I so, can't even a read a manual. Right? I can barely barely read directions for the damn trampoline.
2: Convert that sucker to (laughs) audiobooks. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But what Russ and Leo's attorney were able to find was that all of these were false confessions with all of the wrong answers. Dang. All of them.
1: So why did they confess? Because they were tired? Of course. Exhausted? Of course. So they let – the detectives basically led them to a uh, confessional? To, of course. to, to confess to the murder?
0: Like I said, at the beginning, they had pressure on them from the ambassador of Thailand saying, you need to find right. these people. You need them to find them because someone did this, and now they're roaming free. So the first thing that they did was get a phone call on a hotline from a psychiatric patient who said, hey, blood was on the wall so they so he knew, i mean
1: that was correct
0: that's correct so then he starts okay. naming people you got four other guys besides mike you got four other guys besides mike and now you, you and they're telling them listen we have all this evidence mike has already dimed you 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 guys out are you asleep no oh, no oh, okay who are we talking to <laughs> you <Izzy. laughs>
2: What? oh yeah yeah it's the heat i'm actually yeah. passed out for a second <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he so so yeah so they brought to they, you by rockstar rockstar yeah so
2: they that shit out homie
0: fuck that no this is brought to you by, by rockstar what's up dude <laughs> sponsor us so mike told the investigators everything that was used in the actual murders which again, this is this also goes back to what that attorney said before, how batshit crazy he was. If he could confess to the Holocaust, he would. Here's what what Mike said was used in everything. Okay, nine millimeter handguns, multiple, knives, multiple, AR-15 rifles, and a musket.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. For real? <laughs> a freaking <What>? musket. <laughs> yes, this is trying, true. Now are starting to get into the realm of what really yes. transpired because I'm I'm trying to see where this is going to end. This guy, this all guy the people you were talking about, I was like, what?
0: Yeah. So this guy literally said, "We even had a musket with us."
1: Okay, so all the stuff he just told us was a lie. No, 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 no. Everything oh, – okay. this is what Mike had,
0: is telling the police. Right, the crazy guy. Crazy right, guy right, right, right. Right, because right. they had to go back – the
1: yeah.
0: the lead investor, investigator had to go back and reread all this. So he's seeing – Russ is seeing all these transcripts, and he sees what Mike is saying and telling the investigators, and he's telling them that they had 9 millimeter handguns, knives, AR-15-style weapons, and a musket. Which, obviously, when Russ sees a fucking musket, he's like, you've got to be kidding me, right? You guys can't be that fucking stupid.
2: Clearly. Actually, it's pretty smart if you want to talk about not being able to trace, a web- uh, trace the firearm.
0: Yeah. That's true. It's just it's a, a ball. big-ass ball. lead ball. A <laughs> wadding that's very true. and ball. Yeah. A now wadding
2: and ball.
0: Now, this is yeah. what Dante said earlier, and, and I said it earlier. Uh, when he when he confessed, Russ sees his confession and he says, "When they when they when I killed the nun, he said I when I killed the nun, I shot her in the head and she fell face up, even though she was face down." He also went on to say, "Several other monks when several other monks chased us out of the temple. Well, there were no there were no other monks. It was just those not those five monks, the temp the temple oh. member that was there, the apprentice the monk, kid, and the and the
1: nun. The nun. Okay, so I'm confused now. Who the hell killed these people? That's what they're trying to figure out still. Oh, okay. Because to this no day, one, not till not
0: to not till this day. They hold on.
1: But, okay. okay, I was like, I know, I know.
2: Yeah, well, at least I think. But like I said, you're throwing me off, man, because you're giving some extra stuff that, like, once they finally found out, it was like, wow. Well, yeah,
0: see. yeah. Now this is what they also happened to find. This is who also was reading part of these transcripts. Prosecutor Rick Romley. He questioned if, if he should even prosecute the Tucson Five as as they called them. So he also went back and reread all of these transcripts. This is what he found six weeks earlier. Sergeant John Toretto of the Luke Air Force Base, mili- a military police officer, was on high alert after the killing of the killings of the monks. When he was on post, he he noted a suspicious car. Noticed a suspicious car driving past Luke Air Force Base he he flagged them down told them to stop and searched the, the vehicle guess what was in plain view a musket did you both say a musket <laughs> yeah no it was actually a 22 rifle 22 caliber oh. marlin rifle okay which he oh. knew he knew that was a rifle that they were trying to find so what did he do like any uh, uh, responsible person and or police officer would do he notified the local sheriff's department. The local sheriff's department came down, picked up that, that rifle, put it in the evidence office. Could you guess where they put that rifle?
2: Burned it? In the evidence oh. office.
0: In the evidence office, behind a door. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my
2: they misplaced God. it.
0: They literally placed it behind a door. Opened the door so that if you needed to come and get more evidence for whatever case, just come and get it. I thought
2: the you gun... didn't like catalog the actual shelf of where to locate.
0: No, this You're is 91. To? This is 91, so everything was handwritten. So somewhere down the line, someone – this is what it says in every article in, in the frozen Files uh, episode that I saw – someone had marked it but left it behind the door.
1: Jeez, that's some great police work.
0: Six weeks earlier compared – after they've already got these confessions and were damn near ready to to put these guys on on the fucking guillotine and chop their heads off. Like they were ready. They were pretty much – they were already in jail because of the confessions, and they were getting ready to go to prison.
1: Fuck, they'd have hung them if it was in the 1800s. Right? Yeah tests were ran on this gun come to
0: find out this 22 caliber rifle that was eventually found six weeks later behind a door was the fucking murder weapon but now who the hell who was who was even in in this car well that was Rolando car- Caraccia jr he was 17 years old at
2: the time of being oh. arrested
1: a kid oh, okay. killed all of him
2: Get ready. It's coming. Okay, so now this is not making more sense now.
0: Yes. He was adamant about not knowing who the Tucson Five were. Actually, Four. I'm sorry. I messed that up. They're known as the Tucson Four because Victor Zarate was proven innocent. So yeah. they named them the Tucson Four. He was adamant about not knowing anybody within the Tucson Four, which was Mike McGraw. Yeah, Mike McGraw, Mark uh, Mark Munez uh, Deontay Parker and, Le- and Leo Bruce. He did not, he didn't know any of them. Rolando didn't know any of them. However, he did know two high school students. What high school? That was, uh, that was Ag- Ag- Agua Fria. Dude, that was your high school. Bingo! <laughs> yes. Fria high school students Jonathan Duty and Alex Garcia both 17 years old were loaned this gun by Rolando. Loaned he said here use use my weapon if you need to go hunting or do whatever it is that you need to do. Also keep in mind the other the other guy's name is Duty. <laughs> Duty. <laughs> Duty and Garcia were two students, like I had mentioned, at Agua Fria High School. Both were living on Luke Air Force Base at the time of this whole incident. Now, Duty was a Thailand native and he had connections with the Wat, Wat Pram Khun Aram Temple. His mother was a member and his brother worked at the, the temple. A few weeks before the killings, his mother and father eventually moved out of Luke Air Force Base because his dad was a was a military member, but John wanted to stay behind, and they allowed him to, so he stayed with Alex Garcia. Investigators then then went to where Garcia lived on the base on Luke Air Force Air Force Base. In their room, investigators found several items, military gear military gear stereos electronics and cameras that all belonged to the temple members a stefanus shotgun was also located in garcia's room when tested the disposed shells matched the exact same shells found at the temple so now they have these two guys who were fucking nobody before all of this dead to rights the pair were arrested and almost immediately confessed to the killings. Their explanation was, quote, we wanted to see if we could rob them and get away with it.
1: So why did they kill him?
0: That wasn't part of the plan.
1: Obviously. So what, what changed? Fear?
0: What they say. Adrenaline? What they say is that adrenaline and Alex Garcia. Alex Garcia was known to have... A temper quote-unquote okay. and that he was actually really he was kind of the 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 rudolph if 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 you want to put him he's he's the one leading the fucking sled duty was just following like like uh blitzen
1: so two guys that weren't part of this whole other part of the story kids at that were the ones who killed nine people Correct. so it was an inside job
2: no yeah no no well yeah they kind of had they kind of had an idea
0: they had and an you know, idea to... of this temple sorry go ahead go ahead
2: no and, okay so I, how did I, how did I, the crazy guy know about
1: the go ahead go ahead
2: no from what well from what i remember now that you've kind of got into where it made more sense to me about this whole thing like you had me thrown totally thrown off with these 23 and 28 and i'm like no way because one of these guys i actually i he was either an underclassman or or above me I'm pretty sure he was an underclassman that went to the same high school. They're still young. And, uh, the guys, they, they thought there was more gold. They, you know, they saw a bunch, because if you ever been to the, to the temple, they got a bunch of stuff out there that's like painted gold. And supposedly they, they, they went actually and try to rob them. And it was almost like a heat thing. Once they popped one, they wanted no witnesses, so they ended up taking out like everybody that was in the um in the main temple because they basically shot everybody that was in the main sanctuary of their temple.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: And uh they had them all and they were, in a, in a circle. Yeah, and so when and they literally there was how they would drop. They all had dropped. They almost like they some of them didn't even run away. It was yeah, at least again, this is part of the story that I was that I heard. Like they literally take took out nine people that were inside the sanctuary. And they thought that they were going to be able to get, like, a whole mass bunch of gold and all this stuff. And they ended up not really getting much of anything. And there was the one guy, and I don't – again, this was so long ago now. Like, you know, a little bit of it, I remember. um, There was one guy that was the ringleader of the whole thing that was kind of instigating the others. And then, dude, they all cracked as soon as they – like, one thing led to another, and everything just kind of tumbled around them.
0: Which was that
1: whole Tucson 4 thing. Okay, so how did the one, how did the crazy guy know about the whole blood work, blood carving?
0: I'm almost yeah. Okay, I'm about to tell you right, right now.
2: Oh, I didn't. I I didn't go past. Did I? Uh, no,
0: no, but... you're good. You're good. Now keep in mind, what did what I? What's one of the things that I said at the, at the beginning is the beginning of, of this is that they were rushed to to do this so if someone's being rushed and you know you're, you're being micromanaged hey you need to get this done now you need to get this done now he puts more pressure on you to finally get this confession to get these murderers to do this to do that now here's where they were essentially the sheriffs fucked up one thing that they did and this is all documented too the four individuals uh dante leo mark and mike were taken into what's called a prop room. The prop room is set up by the sheriff's department to have evidence photos on the wall, to have evidence files on the table, to have evidence that no one would really know about unless the people who were involved were there. So when they arrested them that night, prior to the the interrogations, they put them in this room and curiosity took over. They started going through the files. They started seeing photos. They started seeing people with fucking bullet wounds to the back of the head. Fingerprints, names, maps, so on and so forth. They even went as far as having sergeant, sergeants and lieutenants find the suspects in the rooms and yelling at all of the other detectives to get them out. Why are why are they in in, in this room? All men wow. were put into this prop room for up to 30 to 45 minutes prior to their investigation. So now they have a, a knowledge of this Yeah,
2: they've seeded him.
0: Right? It's, it's embedded in there. And <laughs> you're asking, well, how did he know about the bloods on the wall, right? Well, this is what Prosecutor Rick Romley discovered when he reread the transcripts. There was blood on the on the walls.
1: Just blood, not the word blood.
0: There was blood on yeah. the walls.
1: Yeah, I get it.
0: Investigators interpreted that as blood was carved in the wall. Right. So they literally oh, took this guy connected. in, and they were like fucking dead to rights. No one would have known that if they would have just listened to what the guy was saying. He said, walls, plural. And he actually asked the question. It wasn't even a statement. He said, was was there blood on the walls?
1: Dang. So really, really bad police work.
2: Very bad police work. Based off of freaking an apostrophe S. Or a yes. Apostrophe S? Yeah, that's plural, what apostrophe yeah. Is. mean, Plural and singular? Just plural. Yeah. Just In plural. the end...
0: In the end of this whole thing, the two Alex Duty and uh, uh, Alex Duty, John Duty and Alex Garcia made off with about $2,600 in money-wise, with three cameras, two stereos, some uh, computer keyboards, and a few miscellaneous items. Three months after the killing, Mike McGraw, Leo Bruce, Mark Nunez, and Dante Parker were released from jail with no charges. They had already served three three months in jail, but now they're out, and they have no charges.
2: And so much memories to take with them forever.
0: So much memories,
2: right? <laughs> for Here's, the love
1: of Arizona. <laughs> and in
0: 1994,
2: Jonathan Duty
0: was sentenced to 281 years in prison. For with, what? With no for, for killing nine people, because it was actually oh, oh, found yeah. out that John – killed the nun and the and the little in bo- the the boy her her nephew alex shot all the o- other people they literally going to walked was gonna think, so did they plead deal how did he get away with but they were minors too though that's they were minors but they were tried as adults alex garcia never
2: give him the, the death penalty
0: no alex garcia was sentenced to 271 years on and at and got an additional 56 years because you know He's he'll be getting out soon. Just in case he survives 200 years. Right. <laughs> because he confessed to the murder of Alice Marie Cameron the same night of the killing of the monks.
1: He killed somebody else?
0: Yes. He went up he went up north towards NAU with his girlfriend later that night and and robbed a woman for 20 fucking dollars. Jesus. Wow. Jordan Peterson, a homeless man, was sentenced for her death. He was sentenced to prison for that woman's death. Three of the of the Tucson Four sued Maricopa, Co- Maricopa County's sheriffs, each each person, three people, for two point eight million dollars. They won.
1: Of course, Jordan- they won.
0: Jordan Peterson also sued the Maricopa County sheriffs a homeless man not homeless Whoa. no more for 1.7 million dollars
2: he only he only saw about 5000 of that the attorney took
0: probably but even still he's he's probably he should hopefully be living comfortably somewhere
1: not i doubt it
0: and, and within Within the last couple of years in 2018, John Doody attempted to get a. uh, What the hell is that called? Appeal. An appeal. An appeal to be released early, which they denied him completely.
2: Oh, they should. No. I mean, it is sad. I mean, it, it is sad. Like when you think about stuff like that, like, you know, you really try to find grace in a lot of different people. But. And like because jail is supposed to be like um rehabilitation. It's supposed to. You know. You know, for some people it, it works and some people it doesn't. And it's just sad that you, you have a kid that's gonna be there for the rest of his life. He he made a, a, a mistake in 17 years old. And but you also he, have I, to I,
0: anything, you also have to remember they made he made that intent. He made that conscious decision, okay. Well, let's let's go rob these people. <laughs> Yeah. Now the fact yeah, that like it- Alex Garcia, his buddy, was the one that was like like he can't be no no witnesses. He and he
2: followed along. See, and the hard part about that whole thing to me is like the mental stability. Obviously, obviously Alex was like off his rocker. So you could probably take some kind of like psychological test and then say, Now Dad, looks like you're not you're not getting out for a while. Like there's you're not a rehabilitating. You're still off your rocker. You're gonna stay in here. You're gonna to continue to stretch out your 200 years of uh, of imprisonment. Whereas the other cat could have been like, "Dude, you better freaking come with me, or I'll kill you and your mom and dad." You better freaking come help me. Easily,
0: okay. easily,
2: right? I mean, there's there's always that one person that's gonna like pressure somebody else, right? I I mean, yes, but I mean, it... or they're both really were like batshit crazy i think and... they
0: they both really were batshit
2: crazy because they
0: both had records or uh, not 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 records but they but when you look at them their eyes can i mean eyes can tell a whole a whole story you know what does mine say i can't i don't know i don't know <laughs> you're wearing black glasses man it's very hard so... to tell
1: I mean, where well, they weren't trouble, they didn't have any juvenile records, right? They weren't troubled as, kids. As
0: far as I know, no. Well, Garcia did have some fights in high school, but nothing like where the police were involved or something like that. So one I mean, was a military brat, and, and the other one was book? a local. Yeah. Well, one. You have pictures. My uh, I, I can pull pull them up, but. One was a military brat, yes. The other was a Thailand native who was made fun a lot at Agua Fria High School for his accent.
2: Bullying. Jeez. So that,
0: that could also play a factor, right? The whole mental case thing, or mental aware, mental oh, yeah. illness.
2: Yeah, well, no stability. Bullying can happen either one.
0: So that was the story of the nine murdered monks in Waddell, Arizona
1: damn it was a little kid couple little kids huh
0: yeah
2: man that was, that was crazy when we found out who it was those of us who were still in contact with each other from high school we were like "Did you know what it was and i'm and i'm trying to i don't think i i knew them personally by any stretch mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying i think they were underclassmen or something either they were mm-hmm. underclassmen because so when did that actual murder happen 91. <laughs>
0: Nine, uh, 1991 1991
2: that's when I graduated. That's why I'm pretty sure they were underclassmen. I yeah, graduated. it was uh, mm-hmm. August
0: 10th, 1991.
2: So they were underclassmen. <laughs> I didn't know. I just knew that they'd gone to Alba Free, and I'm like, mm, my, they just put a. That's what Alba Free is graduating, a bunch of lunatics.
0: So listen. Yeah. It, thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you, everybody, for listening. That was episode, I guess this would be 51. This, Come this on, was get it right. 51. Which one is it? We were supposed to do a live, but then we obviously decided not to. So this this is episode 51. Why did you
2: decide not to? What happened? Please tell me.
0: I cannot disclose that information. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, everybody, for watching. (laughs)
2: Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, everybody, for
0: watching. Please make Uh, sure that you
2: take a look at the link down below. Uh, We have Ideas Media. There's going to be a link down below in the the description. Please make sure that you like, subscribe, and uh, follow along with Botox.
0: So please go uh, – don't forget to go check out our flow page. That's flow.page
2: slash btwbj. There you can
0: find all of our links, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Buy us a beer. If you buy us a beer, we'll give you a shout-out on the very next episode. And you might even get a, a sticker. Hey, buy me uh energy drink. Or buy him an energy drink. <laughs> he Thank clearly everybody. needs one. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Ideas Media. Where can people find find you?
2: Uh, I just media you can find me on Facebook you can find me on Instagram and I have a YouTube but I haven't uploaded anything on there go figure it media it doesn't so just so you know I do uh, small little commercials I I specialize with anybody that's doing uh, small businesses um, I I can fly anywhere I can go anywhere uh, but I my my biggest thing is helping out people who are especially going after all this stupid COVID. I like to try to help people who are starting up uh, brand new businesses and want to uh, expand their uh, their footprint out on the social media world. So uh, if you're interested, there are, you know what, by this time, hopefully when he produces this and gets this out there, I've already like actually transferred on. Did you guys realize that I didn't put any of the people that I've been doing, all the work that I've been doing, I haven't uploaded it to my page. So nobody really gets to see the work that I've been doing. I don't know why. Somebody pointed that out that. Yeah, where 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 is that? I
1: did. <laughs>
2: yeah, like the commercials, yeah, the commercials that I've made and whatnot. I don't even, I don't have them anywhere on my business page.
1: That's kind of that's kind of the advertisement you're gonna yeah, need, pal. Yeah, you kind of
0: need that, especially. I mean, you clearly day. you
1: clearly are extremely busy. But Dude, can I don't you know imagine I if you so, put everything out? How much more? How much more uh, following and work you'd get? I <laughs> imagine. Just imagine. <laughs> so thank you everybody for listening. Thank you,
0: Mr. Diaz, Mr. Izzy Ideas Media for coming on. We love having you on, man. This was honestly a blessing. I didn't know that you know knew the, knew the people.
2: I know, dude. As soon as you started saying that, I was just like, oh! Oh my God! <laughs> I mean, not the fact that it happened, the fact that you're kind of dealing with something that not only is it in my state, but yeah. the fact that it was literally people that went to high school with me, the people that like, I remember, like, there was all this chatter going on about these cats, and it was just like, wow. And then for, to find out that I actually worked with somebody whose family was affected by it, and he came to work literally, like, within, like, a day or two, and people were like, what are you doing here? Go home. Like, the guy was, like, literally like a zombie. Um, yeah, that kind of makes to sense. work, knowing that his family uh, had been – and I hate to say the word slaughtered. I mean, it was horrible. That's
1: what they were. Yeah. So did, they, did, did he they, know the kids? Did he, he didn't know he those
2: didn't guys? guys? Oh. Oh. he didn't know he didn't, he didn't know any of them. Damn.
0: Damn. Well, listen, man, we definitely gotta get you back on. So thank you for coming. For yeah, coming you said on. that a year
2: ago, and here we are. I don't know, a year.
0: Hey, we had to let it marinate. Okay. You gotta let it <laughs> marinate your
2: back. <laughs> <laughs> you thank you, man. Now?
0: Yeah, talking about food. Thank you, man. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you everybody for watching. I hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful evening. Again, this is Bo Talks with Big Jim and special guest Ideas Media. Talk to you later, everybody. Peace.